Hey folks, this is my episode with singer-songwriter Kieran West. We talk about his experience with the Buffalo Band, his new Kieran West Band project, and a lot more. I had originally intended for this episode to go out earlier, so we're talking about a show that was upcoming at the time of the interview, but it's actually already passed now, unfortunately. So if you hear him near the end of the show talking about a gig coming up on Saturday, unfortunately that's already happened, but hopefully you were there, and hopefully it was a great show. Sometimes it happens on the podcast where the order I record them in isn't necessarily the order they get released in. You know, some episodes are more time-sensitive than others, and in this case, it was really just a matter of having an issue with the uh, web hosting of the files. The file for the episode that was supposed to come out earlier last week, it didn't upload for some reason, so that episode had to come out on Saturday. It's a very good interview with Kieran West, it's a really worthwhile conversation, but just so you know, the show we're talking about is now in the past. But I hope you were there, and if not, uh, I'm sure he'll be playing plenty more shows in the future for you to check out. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the Park Theatre. To find out what great shows they have coming up, please visit myparktheater.com. You're listening to Garbage Show, one of its first podcast network. Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm uh, back at my old haunt of the food court. <laughs> Looks like they changed the tables a little bit, so it's somewhat different. But um, I'm here with someone who hasn't been on the show before, but probably should have. I mean, I, I feel like I've seen your name around for a really long time. And, uh, you know, you played a lot of shows with people I know and bands I like. And just for whatever reason, it hasn't happened yet. But here you are. And uh, I think maybe the best way to start things off, you want to introduce yourself and we can go from there. Uh, I'm Kieran West. Yeah, I've been following Sam on Instagram for a long time. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to, glad to have you on. I mean, like I said, I can't even... I'm trying to figure out when you sort of came into the music scene because I know I've been seeing your name around and seeing you, you know, on posters and things for quite a long time. Yeah. And it's got to be at least five years or so now at this point, right? Well, I started playing local shows when I was 15. Okay, okay. That was 11 years ago. Okay, so it's been longer than I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I started playing with a band called Acid Police when I was 15. Okay. And, um, moved on to a band called Eber Weeper, and then when I was maybe 21, I started a band called Kieran West and his Buffalo Band. Right, and that's where I first heard of you, I think, and that's, yeah. so that's about five years. I got the timing sort of right, yeah. Yeah, yes. that would be the first the first stuff that was worth hearing of. Okay, okay, yeah, cool, cool. So, I mean, maybe let's just get some background on that and then sort of go to where you are now. Yeah. So that band, um, I think part of the reason I heard of it as well, because you were working with Micah Ehrenberg, yeah. who's been on the show a couple times, and, you know, who's also sort of... Uh, a name that's been around the city and environs for, for a long time, you know, all over the place with all of his shows. So, had he always been in the band with you when you started? Or Yeah, I mean, I remember being like a kid okay. and being in my first band and going to Micah's first shows. When oh, cool. We were the same age, so when okay. we were both 15, I remember going to see him at the Park Theater when I was playing like the second floor of Rag. Oh, right on, yeah, 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 cool, cool. So, he was playing to like 150 people when I was playing to maybe 50. Five, ten, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um... And it, he was such an exciting person to 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 know of. Yeah. Then. And then <clears throat> through a friend of mine, I I met him. Yeah, when I was about twenty years old, and uh, he was in a band called Little House at the time. Okay. 
and I had this idea because <clears throat> I was only I was only a solo artist at the time. I was working on a bunch of uh, songs just by myself, and really missed that feeling of playing like a rock show with a full band. Right. And so I was inspired by Jim Bryson and the Weaker Than okay. to do something along those lines and call it Kieran West and Little House. Okay. And that was the initial idea, and it kind of morphed over time to become the Buffalo, the Buffalo Band. Buffalo We added a couple other people. We had Dave Deverson from uh, from NASA. And, uh, we had a couple lineup changes, and Dave Gagnon from Mise on Scene joined us. And that, I mean, we had so many different people. We had Claire, uh, Claire Bones um, from Veneer. Yeah. And, friend of ours, Ryan Duchak, who lives in Nelson now. Um, so yeah, we had so many so many lineup changes, but the kind of final lineup was was with Micah and Dave and Corey and Daniel from the uh, from Alton Little House. Okay, okay. Yeah. So in a band like that, I mean, when you have at least two people in the band, like you and Micah, who are songwriters, um, how does that work? I mean, is there is there competition, or is it he basically the, the guitarist for your band, or did you, I mean... Well, I mean, like we, I also play. I play, play in his guitar band. Yeah. in his band. Yeah, right. Yeah. So there's um, there's a lot of mutual respect there. So when it comes to the songs uh, for the Buffalo Band, I wrote the songs by myself. Okay. But then I would take them to the band and and just kind of let them do whatever. So uh, things like arrangements changed and, and different sections were shortened or lengthened or put into different places. Yeah. Um, like my philosophy with that was that like yeah I wrote the songs but these guys um, and like these people in this band are are in the band for a reason I respect them and I know that they're going to do something great with the song yeah so just kind of let them do their thing it's not a traditional singer-songwriter with a backing sure sure Uh, to me it was always a band okay um so, so yeah, I mean, I wrote the songs, but the, the way that, the, that you would hear them now is, um, is very different from how I would have okay. written them okay. by, by myself. Which is kind of, uh, I mean, uh, as a listener, I think I kind of like that better hearing a band like that, where you can tell that it's sort of been, been a, a group effort to sort of flesh out the song, rather than it's clearly here's the guy and then here's the Renta players, you know, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, there's different philosophies, right? Like, I mean, you have a guy like Micah who... On his albums, he plays pretty much every yeah, single instrument yeah. and, and all that, and that's kind of inspired by his love of Elliot Smith sure. and all that. And uh, I mean, that that's awesome. I I don't think I could ever do that, and I I, I really appreciate having the the extra input. You know? Sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 So did you? I mean, were you always a like guitar and vocals in all your projects you've been in, or did you ever just uh, you know play other instruments or focus um, on one? Yeah, I kind of like dabbled in other stuff. I played bass for somebody language for a hot okay. minute. Yeah, yeah. I mean just little little other things. It was primarily playing guitar. Okay. I played lead guitar in Sebastian Owl kind of by accident. Okay. That How long were you in that band? That's another one that's had tons of lineup changes and, and Yeah. Um I played in Sebastian Owl I think for about a year and a half. Okay. Okay. Um it was it was a great time. I when I joined, there was it was kind of in the middle of this transition period for them, where I thought that I was coming on as a rhythm guitarist. Okay. And then I it turned out that I was going to be the lead guitarist, and that was cool because it it challenged me to 
kind of pushed my boundaries as a guitarist. Yeah, yeah. That I hadn't really ever done, and probably wouldn't have done had I not been pushed into someone who just yeah. assigned you the title of lead guitarist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Do you, I hate this question, and I always say I hate it because it's it's annoying. But like, how do you define the kind of music you do? Do you just think of it as folk music with other influences going into it, or is it? Because I mean, I've seen you kind of lumped in with some country artists. Yeah. I don't know necessarily from what I've heard if that is maybe the best fit. I can see how people make the connection, maybe, but yeah, I, that's yeah. That's it's a question a sucks, weird though, right? Yeah, yeah. Question, and I get asked that a lot because people you know that I work with or people. People that I know will ask me. People in my family. Right. They. Oh, you're in a band, right? What? 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 What, do you, what, what kind yeah, of music like, do you play? What kind of music yeah. do I play? I, the Buffalo Band. I was super, super into country music okay. at the time. I was really, really heavily influenced by Hank Williams the Third and Steve Earle. Right. Which are definitely more on the uh, edgier side of country music. I mean, yeah. they're both awesome. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it kind of goes along with. I've I've been listening to hardcore punk and sure. metal since I was a kid. And, sure. And so that was. Um, it was that kind of heavier country that I was really drawn to and so I was very heavily influenced by that uh, for the Buffalo Band and that was kind of that was kind of the original idea it, it diverted from that quite a lot yeah um, but but yeah the, the Buffalo Band we, we called it alternative country okay because it was country with a bit of punk with a bit yeah, of gold with a bit of blues and amped up yeah yeah um, and so nowadays with the Kieran West Band it's uh I've, I've been describing it as alternative rock. Okay. Uh, it's it could be described as folk rock. It could be described as you know any number of things. But to me, it was alternative rock because it's got so, I've got so many different influences. Um, the a lot of the songs that I'm playing now are songs that uh, I didn't feel comfortable playing with the Buffalo Band because we did have a, a sim, like a sort of a brand. Okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Music. Yeah. And so I've got songs that are very influenced by a guy named Glenn Hanser, who's one of my favorite songwriters of all time. Is a Scottish dude? Yeah, Irish, yeah. Irish, with the beard, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so so there's kind of that Irish influence. There's, a, there's, it's, yeah, it's more, it's more organic, I would say, okay. in, in terms of the songwriting. But yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at now. Cool. Yeah. Do you, so, I mean, is it is it safe to call you a singer-songwriter, though? I yeah. mean, does that kind yeah. of cover all the bases? Definitely. I yeah. sing and I songwrite. Yeah, so. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And, I mean, it's funny you mentioned uh, Steve Earle earlier, because, I mean, he's one of my favorite artists, too, of any genre. But yeah. the thing I, I really like about his music is that the songwriting is the focal point, mm -hmm. but then he can turn it way the fuck up if he wants to, or he can just be super mellow and, and pretty and, you know, folky, but, I mean... Yeah. Regardless of what style he's doing, the, the strength of the writing is still there. Yeah, that was one thing that I always admired about him was that he not only was able to to kind of blur the line between being like a sensitive country artist yeah. and like like almost metal. If you listen to Copperhead, yeah. Well, Copper. and then the way he looked at the time too, with yeah. like the biker shit and everything. Well, yeah, yeah. And in the in the video for Copperhead, yeah. bro, they're playing like Jackson guitar. I know, yeah. Always yeah. Associated with and metal. just the way it's shot is that '90s metal sort of style too, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that was one thing that I was admired about him, but it was also just the strength of the song because that to me is what makes a great band yes yeah. great song yeah um, but yeah that was that was that was really what drew me to okay him. okay long distance last goodbye 
give it one last try It's all over, we didn't even cry And all I know is the world came between us And the love got left behind And no news flash, funeral, half-mast flags On the day that our love died I'd tell you face to face if I could look you in the eye So I just called to say goodbye Did you burn my pictures yet? Anything to try to forget? It's all over, all I can do to stay on the line And the love got left behind And no news flash funeral half mass flags On the day that our love died I'd tell you face to face If I could look you in the eye So I just called to say goodbye And we both know how hard it is for both of us to try And we both know how hard it is In Texas in July So what am I supposed to say? How's the weather anyway? This time I called to say goodbye It wouldn't like this Without even a goodbye kiss It's all over No one can say that we didn't try The years flew past We tried to make it last But the love got left behind And no news flash funeral Half-mast flags On the day that our love died I'd tell you face to face if I could look you in the eye So I just called to say goodbye Hey, I just called to say There's nothing really left to say So I just called to say goodbye What it, I mean, what I guess inspires you to write songs? I, from what I, I heard that Rooster Town thing you did yeah. recently, and that's I guess is that the most recent thing you've done? Uh, that video that came out a few months ago? Or? Uh, I've got a new video that just went up yesterday. Okay, it's okay. For a song called Kid. Um, okay. It's uh, yeah. Influence for songwriting is always such a tricky thing. Well, I, let me let me make it easier, maybe a little bit. <laughs> is yeah. that, when watching that Rooster Town thing, it reminded me of. Manitoba and Winnipeg have a very strong tradition of 
artists singing about local yeah. stuff and when whether it's directly about something or you know kind of subconsciously about something and maybe more uh, subtle yeah. but I mean that seemed like a good example of that sort of tradition of uh, you know here's some kind of local incident or location or, or mm. you know vibe and, and playing off that well that was yeah that was one of my main things originally especially with uh, starting kind of a country band mm-hmm. was I didn't want to write traditional country songs I wanted to write about what I knew yeah it felt like it was going to be authentic for me to write about like being in the country because I didn't come from the country right you're not a cowboy you don't come from a ranch yeah I came from Fort Gary right right right. yeah um, so to me it was writing about things that I know and it always it's tricky to, to write the way that I do because I just let it happen I've never been able to force it it just comes off as forced right so I write about things that I'm passionate about so for Rooster Town I'm incredibly passionate about learning about local history yeah and so when I heard the story of Rooster Town it just like immediately the chorus of that song just kind of hit me in the head um and yeah like a lot of my songs are about things like addiction and family discord Mm -hmm. um and you know it's things like depression and stuff like that um, to me I I think it's important to write about the, especially that kind of stuff because it's uh, I think it's important to, to talk about that stuff in general and so many people are afraid to talk about it in the candid way that I do yeah um, but the effect that it has on people is really quite overwhelming for me like I have a lot of people coming up to me after my shows and saying that they connected with me sure yeah um, because of the songs that I wrote and that is the most meaningful thing in the world as a musician like that to me like my thing is that I want to be able to make someone else feel less alone the way that the music that I love sure. made me feel less sure, alone yeah. um, and so that's kind of where I come from as a songwriter is just writing about the things that you truly understand well, I think a lot of those issues, too, people will write about them, but they tend to kind of dance around it a bit or, yeah. or sort of, you know, be vague about it in order to not be vulnerable, yeah. maybe in, in, in telling personal, you know, personal stories or personal feelings. And yeah. I mean, like, a good example for me um, is I have a song that's on, actually on the Buffalo Band EP. Excuse me. It's called, um, it's called Kill Myself Today. Okay. But it's this upbeat, bluegrassy song. Okay. Um... And, and some people don't get it at all. Some people are like, what is going on? What is he doing? Why is he saying this? Yeah. Is he okay? <laughs> but it's like, it, in a way for me, it's like, um, it's like taking the power away from, from a feeling like that and um, turning it into something positive that we can all share. Because sure. like, realistically, most of us have, have either been there or been close. And yeah, yeah. Or, or know someone is. Yeah. there now right like, exactly yeah, yeah. so so for me to like be up there singing think I'm going to kill myself today maybe that's like off putting for some people but if you truly understand what what that feeling is like then to hear that in kind of such a explicit way in, yeah. in such a happy sounding form I think that it truly takes the power away yeah for sure well that, and that reminds me of Steve Earle as well I mean he had a lot of upbeat songs about heroin addiction yeah which, I mean, when you actually listen to what he's saying, it's like, whoa, this is heavy, but, I mean, yeah. you can kind of, you know, yeah, exactly. people are bobbing their head along to it until they actually give it a second thought of what's being said. So, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. cool. So, what, um, so now the Buffalo Band, is it done done, or is it just sort of on a break or on a shelf right now? Well, yeah, our, uh, our drummer, Daniel Diamond, 
is in law school at University of Toronto. Okay, fair enough. That that'll which is, take some time away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's, I mean, he's focused on that, and that's awesome. I'm, I'm very, very happy. For yeah. Him. That's like a super exciting thing uh, to to be a part of, and so so to me, um, for the, the Buffalo Band was such a unit, um, and it. It was such a special thing that it felt wrong to kind of mess with it and, okay. and hire someone else. So to me, it was it was half that and half just an opportunity to start something new and to um, to be able to play a lot of those songs that I had written over the years that didn't necessarily fit the Buffalo Band sound. Okay. So who is in the new band? So the new band is uh, Daniel Burtnick, Matt Flopolis. Um, who like most people would know from like Carly Dow's band, yeah, yeah. Kayla Lukey's band, and Micah's band, um, and then my friend uh, Ryan Lindsay, who, who played guitar for Adam Canny back in the day. Okay. And, um, uh, he also played in a band called Ten Rentals, which is a fantastic, or was a fantastic. Right, right. Band. Yeah, I remember the name anyway. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, their singer Cole is now doing Marin. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, that's the kind of the new unit. I wanted to stick with a four piece, mostly so that I could play electric guitar. Okay. Um, <laughs> just because it's a little more fun for me, and it's a, it's a little easier to kind of keep things moving in a steady pace. And, sure. Yeah. Well, and that gives you the, the alternative rock thing versus the alternative folk or alternative country, right? Yeah, the, exactly. the electric, just yeah, yeah, that's the vibe. So how long have you been this band? How long has this band, this version of your current band, been a band? Well, we I was we had our first show in. September. Okay. Um, we started practicing about a month before that. So it's pretty new then, still, still yeah. a few months in. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I I spend a lot of time playing guitar and sitting around with Ryan, and, and so he kind of had, him and I had a thing, and then from playing with uh, Dan and Matt from, in Micah's band for yeah. a couple of years now, we had such a tight connection. Sure. And because, like, when we were on tour as a band, the cool thing about that was that, um, when we had kind of longer shows or, or shows with opening slots, they would be playing my songs too. Okay. So they kind of had a bit of an idea of what I was about as a songwriter. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, that was... Well, that makes it easier to jump into something new with them too, right? Because you already have that, that yeah. long-standing yeah, background. That's cool. Yeah. And they just have such, they have such a passion for, for songwriting and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, like Matt is one of the most brilliant producers that I've ever, I've ever met. Um, and Dan has just this kind of unbridled passion for music that it's, it fits exactly with what I want to do. Okay, okay. I think I'm gonna kill myself today This ugly feeling just won't go away And it looks like the bottle's here to stay Think I'm gonna kill myself today
you mentioned earlier um, about the you know the background in punk rock and stuff, and I feel like a lot of people go that route. They they go from from punk or hardcore, or even metal, to suddenly country. And, yeah. <laughs> and it fits. It works. Like, what do you think the connection is? I mean, I have my own ideas of what the connection is, but why does that work for so many people where they can take that kind of two genres that maybe shouldn't fit together because one's so much more, so, so much more aggressive and louder, but there's like a rawness to both of them, right? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it, I think at this point has to do with the fact that people have done it. Like, okay. yeah, I yeah. grew up listening to Attack in Black and right. Daniel Romano became a country artist. And... You know, Corblind did the same thing. Same thing, yeah, yeah. Like, so it's kind of like the, the path has been forged a little bit for people like me yeah. coming up now. Um, but the basis of it is, in my mind, the simplicity of the songs and the strength of the songs. Like, even, like, my the, my perfect example for that is, is a band like The Descendants. Or, yep. Or like, All. Yeah, absolutely. They had such strong songs that I actually, there's a cover of an All song on the the Buffalo Band EP. Right on. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of similarity there where it's it's not necessarily about the playing, it's not necessarily about the, the most complicated songs in the world, but yeah. it's, it's the, the purity of the message. Um, oh, yeah, no, no, I agree. Uh, my favorite, exa- sorry to interrupt, but my favorite yeah. example of that is uh, the song uh, I Don't Want to Walk Around With You by the Ramones. Yeah. It's two lines, yeah. and it says that feeling better than anything I've ever heard. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to walk around with you, so why do you want to walk around with me? Yeah. That's the whole song. And like that, people have spent hours and hours writing these like epic songs on the same topic, and it doesn't, it doesn't get to the point. Yeah. So yeah, I get it for sure. Like there's, well, and there's a merit to uh, to you know having these big grandiose things. Oh, like, d- there I, is. I yeah. admire that. I could never do that just because I don't. I don't have that in me. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think I think that's really where the similarity okay. lies. Just the simplicity of expressing whatever it is you're expressing, your directness too, I guess, right? Yeah, exactly. That's cool. So I, I guess why why did that path work for you then? I mean, why not just continue doing punk stuff and still having the songwriter kind of thing happening, but just in that more aggressive form? I mean, I never I never played in punk. Oh, you didn't? Okay, you just that's I, uh, just the, your influences. Okay. Yeah, it was it was just what I grew up listening okay, to. Okay. Okay. I didn't, you know, it was just like me alone. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listening to Minor Threat. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. There's a lot of kids like that. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. By the time that I, um, I met people that were interested in playing music with me. Right. Uh, I had kind of started that whole idea of being a songwriter. Okay. Okay. No, that's cool. And you still do solo shows too, right? Yeah. How do you kind of differentiate? Uh, putting together a solo show versus a band show. I mean, is there a set list of songs that really work better? as an acoustic singer-songwriter thing and don't work with the band or do you sort of just pick and choose as you go? Um, I do I do a lot of kind of different arrangements of songs when I yeah. play them by myself. Uh, I also do a lot of different covers when okay. I play by myself because I kind of have free reign sure, yeah. uh, on what I do. When I do covers with the band, it's to me, it's important that everybody is really into what they're doing so everybody's got to yeah. prove it. Yeah. Whereas when I'm playing by myself, I can you do whatever, do whatever, you want, whatever yeah. I want. Yeah. Um, the the really cool thing about playing solo shows is the fact that I can um, I can express the story more of these songs. I uh, like with a with a bar gig with a band, you kind of want to keep the energy going. And, yeah. Um, but you don't want to stop and have a big explanation and lead yeah. up into yeah yeah yeah. I mean some people and some people do that and it's great. But I for 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 me it's it's like I want to keep that energy up high. Um, so for, for yeah those those quieter 
uh, solo shows, I get to kind of sit there and tell a story like like Rooster Town, yeah. which is really like a cool story that a lot of people don't necessarily know about. Or for like one of my favorite songs that I ever wrote was called Daisy Bay, and I can sit there and and, and tell the story of that song, yeah, um, which means a lot to me. But in, in the electric setting, maybe not as much. Yeah, people are not. No. People are getting drunk. They're not maybe in the right. Yeah, they're not state of mind for they're that. They're not right? interested in listening to my like family history. Right, right, yeah, right. Getting wasted at the time. Yeah, that's well. That's cool. That you can do that though. You have the separate avenues to, to sort of focus more on those storytelling stuff, and then just to rock out or you know maybe play something a little more beat. And yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate to have a lot of opportunities to do a lot of different things. Yeah, um, and that's been kind of the story over the years. I like. I've just been very, very lucky with, especially with like, with the Buffalo band. It kind of just fell into my lap, and so I know so many people that struggle with with putting bands together, yeah, oh yeah, finding yeah. things that work. And so for that to just immediately right off the hop work, um, and then the same thing with with the here in West Band. Yeah. It's, it's just so so cohesive right off the hop. It's it's we're very lucky to have it. Yeah, that's awesome. Where do you where do you think you fit in within the local music scene? Because you, you seem like you're able to kind of cross over a bunch of categories, right? I mean, you can you could play with rock bands, you can play with country bands, you could play with folk singers, you could like. Do you feel like there's a niche for you within Winnipeg, or are you just sort of a floater? Uh, to me, Winnipeg does have its scenes. Because there's scenes within scenes within scenes, right? There's all these yeah. subcategories and different bands that hang out together and stuff. And yeah, I mean, one of the big things right now is is like the, the whole dream pop. Yeah, yeah, it's like, huge. Yeah, all of a sudden kind of is where real love Winnipeg revolves totally around. yeah um, and you know I know those guys and have, have been friendly with those guys for a long time we played on the Buffalo band played on one of their compilations okay yeah and, um, but I mean I do tend to gravitate towards the times change crowd that makes sense yeah it is like it's it's rude music but it's also like I am so friendly with the staff there and everybody's very kind to me there and, and I know that we can always have a good show there yeah yeah um, yeah like the other on the other hand though like what I think is really cool is having shows that are diverse within themselves yeah um, we like one of the one of the best examples of that in history is when um, uh, minor threat used to play those uh, those go-go shows yeah 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 um, and so they'd be playing with this go-go band. I can't remember which band. Which is very different from what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. it's just like, it's super just, I think it's unifying in a really cool way. So, yeah. I mean, for example, one of my, one of my, or my first show ever at the Times Changed, I was opening for Mariachi Ghost. Okay. That's, that's kind of a cool audience, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is just two things that could not really be more different. Yeah. Um, to be able to play that show is really cool and, and their audience I find that if, if you are able to get an audience on your side um, it doesn't matter what they came out for absolutely yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you're good and you write great songs and you know how to perform them in the best way possible people are going to listen so it's, it's, it's really cool and it's a great way to build an audience too is to play with bands that are so different definitely yeah 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 dude do, do, this is a, maybe a weird question but I, I don't go to shows as much as I used to I've got kids and stuff I've got you know yeah. the podcast I'm busy yeah. but um, when I used to play in bands like back in the late 90s there were a lot of shows like that where every week you'd have like a ska band a hardcore band a rapper a mm -hmm. folk singer all in the same bill at like weird little community center shows and stuff do those happen anymore or is it I get the impression that it's more segmented now it is definitely a lot more segregated like 
like Winnipeg, from what I understand, has a pretty strong rap scene right now. It does, now. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really know anybody in it. I know, like, one of my old friends from high school, Ari, is, is a fantastic rapper. Um, uh, but, like, I've never played a show with him. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, people do tend to, tend to stay in their lane a little bit more. Um, and, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's a good thing. I, I really think that it would be cool to, to play with a rap group. Yeah, to play, or a metal um, band or something. In, yeah, yeah, to play with a metal band. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a really... I think that would be really neat, and I think that it would be received well. I think so, too, yeah. I mean, a lot, of people, a lot of people listen to a lot of different types of music. I listen to metal, I listen to rap, I listen to classical music. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I guess the benefit of everyone being kind of staying in their lane is it builds community to the sense where, you know, somewhere like Times Change, you feel as comfortable as you do there yeah. because you know all the people and you played there. and you know. But, but, yeah, it would be nice to sort of branch it out so maybe the hip-hop kids are coming there you know, yeah. and experiencing that for the first time or something. So Yeah, yeah. exactly. were hard most of the time but you made the best of them yeah you made the sun shine playing music with the kids got us through the worst No, I miss you Riding around on that bombardier And she said Put another log on the fire The kids are coming It must be getting late now I can hear that luna humming And I can smell the cold night air I still feel your fingers running through my hair So put another log on the fire The kids are coming They built you right They built you tough And the world to fight on It's in your blood Well life was never easy Right from day one But you had your music And you had your love And she said Put another log on the fire The kids are coming It must be getting late now 
I can hear that Luna humming And I can smell the cold night air I still feel your fingers running through my hair So put another log on the fire The kids are coming I try to stay as, as involved as I can, but really the podcast is how I stay involved with going yeah. to the music scene because they go to shows, everyone asks me to come to shows, and I was like, ah, I wish I could, but babysitting and, you know. Well, that's probably the best way to do it, I would say. I mean, there's a lot of people that I see on your feed that I've never heard of before. Yeah, and, yeah. And so for people, I'm assuming, are reaching out to you, like, that's a really cool It is cool. I get to see more, I probably get to hear about more bands than I would have if I was going to shows every night because I'd be staying yeah. in my lane too, right? I'd be, oh, I like these bands. I'm going to go see them every time. So yeah, it's, it's new stuff, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I've seen J.D. Edwards' band a thousand right. times, right? right? But there could be some, <laughs> they, yeah, there could be some like, you know, black metal band that maybe is amazing that you don't know about yet. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Winnipeg's crazy. There's so many bands. And uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I've been doing this for since 2012 and the amount of bands that I haven't talked to is, is ridiculous. Like every day I hear of new ones. Yeah. And uh, so I'm glad we can finally get you on because I mean, you've been around, in, in, you know, floating around in the background there uh, that whole time. So that's cool yeah um so what do you have coming up with the Karen Westbound um well we we have a show uh Saturday January 5th which will hopefully be the day this comes out so yeah (laughs) first first show of 2019 okay um that's gonna be at the times changed with uh Chris Ulrich band which is very exciting and Liam which is my favorite band in Winnipeg right now okay um and we're kind of we're just starting out so we're going to be recording some demos in January hopefully leading to recording something of maybe a longer EP okay. short album type thing in February that'll probably we'll look at releasing later in the year cool but we're kind of we're all busy and we've all got kind of other stuff going on so it's it's kind of we're moving in a no pressure sort of atmosphere and it's, well, it's a it's, good place to be in I guess it's yeah. very comfortable yeah. it's really nice yeah cool 
Is there a reason for, for EPs over full lengths? I mean, that seems to be a trend for everybody yeah. at this point right now. Like it's. Uh, I mean, I would say that the trend nowadays is singles. It is that too, yeah, yeah. But I guess for, for actual releases, it seems to be EPs and then singles throughout, right? Yeah. Uh, my cynical view of it is that people don't have the attention span to listen to a full album the way that they Well, because they're so embedded in this whole Spotify thing now where they can just listen yeah. to whatever, right? Yeah, so it's... Um, I mean, you know, back in in the day when, when records were being pressed to vinyl, yeah. you would put a record on and it, you would let it play, right? You're not going to just, like, take the needle... No, you're going to sit there and listen to it on. start to finish, yeah. Yeah, so it, it, part of it has to do with the media. Um, uh, like even with the CD, you put it on in your car and you but listen you can, to the whole thing. Usually, yeah, but you have the ability to skip tracks. But usually, people will consume it as an album. Yeah, yeah and I mean less so, but still. And and so now, yeah, the way that people listen to music isn't really conducive to uh, writing full albums, which is kind of too bad. In it a is. Way. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm a person who really appreciates a great album front to back. Yeah, when the programming's been considered and the songs are in a certain order for a certain reason and stuff. Yeah, I, I yeah. miss that. It's, it's and I mean that's something that you can still do with an EP. That's something yes, that I yeah. thought very meticulously about for the for the Buffalo Band EP. Okay. Um, and uh, it's yeah, it's just really the the way that things are going, and and that's okay. I mean, like you you being resistant to change never really helped anyone. And, sure. Um, and if this is the way things are going, then you just kind of adapt and, and, and react to the way that things are going. Yeah. You know? Or you end up like me and you refuse to use Spotify and just <laughs> sit there with a bunch of tapes and records and CDs. Yeah. 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 But I mean, that's, yeah, most people are, are adapting and going with the exactly. future. But so do you, how do you listen to music? I mean, uh, for your own listening habits, like, do you do the digital thing or? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I regrettably have Apple Music. Yeah. Um, I mean, I used to download a lot of music. My, I like, I do buy CDs. I buy CDs like my friend's CDs. Yeah, yeah. And I support uh, local music or, or like other touring bands will do yeah. like a CD swap kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's as as kind of like much I want to stay old school with things and I love records. I have a record collection yeah. that I love. But it's, it's amazing to just have like so much music. Well, you can get literally anything, right? Fingers. Like anything you want. Yeah. 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 Um, and I mean, it's, it depends on your mood and stuff like that. Like it's, it's not all bad. Like there are, there are definite positives to, um, to the whole streaming thing. Oh yeah. yeah. There's obvious negatives when it comes to like artist compensation. <laughs> yeah, like definitely. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so perhaps it's hypocritical of me to be using it, but but it's what almost everyone's using now, right? I mean, like, the yeah. vast majority of people are on something like that at this point, so... Yeah, and I mean, it's... The music industry is learning to adapt to that, too. Making more money off of live shows and yep. merchandise and yep. stuff like that. Uh, it's just the way it's been for... It's been for a good, like, over a decade. It's been a while now, yeah, yeah. Um, ever since the idea of downloading music became a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, to me, that's fine. I I love playing shows. That's one yeah. of my favorite parts of being a musician. But some people really don't like playing shows. No, some people hold themselves up bad. and record all day and just keep recording and recording. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, there are positives and negatives to it, and that's just kind of 
Yeah. I think the way that it is. I always think it's an interesting topic though because I mean just over the course of doing this show I've interviewed people who are you know 18 or 70 right yeah. and just like the the variety of answers I get to that is interesting because a lot of people are just like oh yeah of course I listen to digital only but then you have someone who's like I only listen to tapes you know? yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. or whatever there's all these different it's, there's not like a standard format anymore which is kind of weird too because it's like with TV you know no one will you can't have all seen the same show because everyone's watching different things. So it's not like you come to work the next day. Oh, did you see this last night? Mm-hmm. Well, no, because I saw this, this, and this. And same with music. Like, there's not. I don't know if there's such a big cultural touch point anymore with one artist or one album that everyone knows. Yeah. Which is good and bad. Like. Yeah, I mean, I I have my problems with the way that the internet has changed music. Yeah. It kind of makes it a lot harder for someone um, to to be recognized but at the same time it also allows a lot of people who never would have even put their stuff out there yeah yeah to be out there and that that's cool um, yeah there's more content but it's harder to get heard above the, the roar of all the content out there right yeah. So, yeah, yeah yeah but you kind of like to reverse the old saying you feel like a small fish in a big yeah line. sure sure yeah yeah um, and it's it can be frustrating but it's uh, if you sort of look outside of yourself and, and appreciate it, 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 it is a good thing. Okay. Yeah, I think. No, that's cool. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm always I, I realize that I'm like um, not the normal situation where I still listen to physical media only because even people I know that I grew up with, like, you know, it's not a generational thing. It's just I refuse to re-obtain things I already have. Yeah. <laughs> because what it is, like, I have all these CDs. I don't need Spotify. I mean, yeah. I'm sure if I had it, I'd be completely sucked in and, like, mm. you know, obsessed with it because I could hear all this stuff. But I don't know. So I'm not there yet. But yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. So when you release whatever your next thing is going to be, will you do a physical copy as well? Or is, yeah. That, yeah, is that mainly for shows, so, like, so people can buy something and take it home from the, the show? Um, it's especially important to me for tour. Yeah, of course. you go yeah. to a different city and you're trying to make an impression there, it's good to have physical things left behind. Even yeah. if it isn't like even taken out of the case, people still have that thing with your name on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also the element of I... I'm not really a visually artistic person, but I love um, I love getting involved in the the designing of a CD sure, layout. Yeah. So for the Buffalo Band uh, EP that we did, uh, or the second one that we did, I I had a full concept that I like the whole thing front to back um, that I sent to Kevin Mosden, and he he put it all. Digital. Okay. Cool, cool. Um, but like that was the thing, and it was the same thing for the T-shirt that we did. It was like I had this idea for a design, and so like I love having that physical copy for the benefit of of having the artwork, which yeah. is actually why I love records so much. Yeah, true. Yeah. That big copy well, it's part of the package. It's not just an afterthought, right? You can mm-hmm. you can tell on a lot of older records that the art is really important to yeah. the to the whole. Whereas now, I mean, now it often is still, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's just clearly something that was passed off for you know made in ten seconds on. Sent out, so yeah. I mean, yeah. if you look at the copy or the cover of like Damn by Kendrick uh, Lamar, right? Right, picture Just, of him and it says Damn, Damn. yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, yeah. like, yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, I'll definitely make physical copies, and because there are people such as yourself yeah. that, that do uh, listen to physical things, and I mean, there's also the thing of people do still listen to CDs in their car, they do, yeah. Um, most, most people that I know, anyway, still have a CD player in their car. And, 
Um, I think those are starting to disappear though. Yeah, they are. I think all the yeah. new cars have just like a plug, a jack for your phone or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I don't know a lot of people that. No, either do I. Yeah. <laughs> a new yeah. car. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, and I mean, I, I've heard a lot of feedback that people do like when they get my CD, they put it in the car and they listen to it. Yeah. Um, that's. I mean, that's why I usually put the best song first because if you're taking a short drive, yeah, that's yeah, all yeah at least hear. you hear that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, there's yeah, you gotta kind of go with what people are telling you, and, yeah, and um, and make your product accessible to those people. For sure. Okay, so if people are hearing you for the first time on here and want to hear more music or find out, you know, when you have upcoming shows and things like that, what's the best option for them? Uh, best option is probably to follow me on Instagram. Okay. I love Instagram. Uh, I never <laughs> thought I would say that, but. Um, uh, yeah, uh, they could just search my name, Kieran West. Okay. Um, uh, my profile is a shout out to Rihanna, though. It's uh, <laughs> bad guy Kiki. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, in terms of listening to what I have out there, uh, I have a good relationship. Uh, my manager is also a videographer, so oh, cool. she's been taking some videos of me. Those are on YouTube. Um, the first Buffalo Band EP is available on Bandcamp. Okay. And the second one will be going up there soon. Um, and in terms of yeah, like future stuff, that's just going to be announced all on my Instagram and, cool. and my Facebook as well. But Instagram is there your preference there? I just I love Instagram. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's it's easy and it's it's kind of fun. And, it is. You don't have to write as much, right? It's just yeah. like picture and blurb. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Hashtags. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, if people want to hear more episodes of this show, you can go to witchpolice.com. All 300 and whatever episodes are there for download and streaming. <laughs> Probably close to 350 at this point. Um, and you can also tune in on Sunday nights at midnight to UMFM, and older episodes get played. So, I mean, by the time this airs, it might be the summer. <laughs> but, like, it's cool because by then, you know, maybe you'll have something new out at that mm -hmm. point, and people can just turn off the radio and just go pick it up right away. So, yeah. it's kind of an extra added bonus. So. But yeah, thanks for meeting me in the uh, crowded food court. Yeah, thanks for having nice me. Nice to talk to you. <laughs> Daddy built the house from an old box car. Thirsty for a drink of water, but the walk is too far. This town is gonna grow. Didn't get what we were owed This piece of prairie looks good enough to call home Yeah, this is Rooster Town I wouldn't stick around We've got no road to drive your car on We've been here for so long Yeah, this is Rooster Town And this sun is going down and I'm trying to make my way through the pitch dark North of Grand, they don't care who we are There's no number on my front door Three sleeping in the bed and four on the floor Living off of dirt Trying to make what we have work I try to send my kids to school, but they don't want us to learn. Yeah, this is Rooster Town. I wouldn't stick around. We've got no road to drive your car on. We've been here for so long. Yeah, this is Rooster Town. 
And the sun is going down And I'm trying to make my way through the pitch dark North of Grant, they don't care who we are And they say that Rooster Town is dying Population's declining And 75 is what they offered me To give up and walk away easily In the street that makes the border Was named for a Métis warrior And now I've got nowhere to go They give a veteran a veteran's home Yeah, this is Rooster Town I wouldn't stick around We've got no road to drive your car on We've been here for so long Yeah, this is Rooster Town And this sun is going down And I'm trying to make my way through the pitch dark North of Grand, they don't care who we are North of Grand, they don't care who we are North of Grant, they don't care who we are